This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Over these final two days of Pastor Ray's series on Praying Boldly, it will become even more evident to the listener that clearly, without a consistent, well-disciplined prayer life, not simply a time of prayer, but a lifestyle of prayer, God is not going to give us the desires of our heart if we don't tell Him through prayer exactly what they are. Highlighted in these crucial final lessons, Pastor speaks of the practice of prayer and worship and the need to pray with confidence, power, and boldness. Prayer that will become an important part of that prayer lifestyle that will get results by daring to believe the impossible. In his summary of this unique subject on prayer that simply cannot fail, Pastor also shares important insights on praying in the Spirit, the discipline of prayer, and the surprising revelation of what he refers to as the sin of prayerlessness. Here's more on that miracle of pure prayer power. How many in this room dare to believe God even against the odds? Dare to believe that he will do what he said he will do. So we have the right to come boldly to the throne of grace. I like that. That's in the book of Hebrews. Come boldly to the throne of grace. God's grace is sufficient in our lives to heal us, to cleanse us, to forgive us of all of our inconsistencies. Now, that doesn't mean we freely do what we should not do. We don't freely and and arrogantly sin in the face of God because we know that he is a God of grace. But we know that as we purpose to live for God and do our best for God and live this life for God, the way God has called us to live, if we mess up, if we slip up, there is a throne room with a God who sits upon a throne that has grace unending for every child that comes to him with a heart that's honest and open. And it says we can go before God with boldness into the throne room of his grace. That we might find help, sustaining help, delivering help, healing help, bondage breaking help. Whatever it is kind of help you need, you can find it in the throne room of God where grace abounds and love abounds and help is always ready to be dispensed to his people. Come boldly to the throne room of grace that you might find help in your time of need. So when we need, we don't run from God, we run to God. When we've blown it, we don't run away from God, we run to God. When things aren't going right, we don't run away from God, we run to God. Why? Because God is our help and we can come boldly believing that God will do what he said he will do. Not because of how good we have been but because of how good he is and how faithful he is and how awesome a God it is that we serve. Thank God that we can come boldly to God. I I would venture a guess and say that many of us have not come boldly before the throne of grace. 
that we might find help and mercy in the time of our need. We need to find this boldness back in our lives. One of the the connections to boldness that I have found in my life is prayer. One of the greatest sins in a believer's life is the sin of prayerlessness. When we back up from our prayer life, because our prayer life is connected to our boldness. Our prayer life is connected to our our faith. Our prayer life is connected to our relationship to God. And the less we pray, or the more we pray these kinds of prayers that seem religious or sound good, but they're not emanating or coming from the depths of our heart, the more we're hurting ourselves and hurting the power. Prayer is connected to power. And one of the greatest things the enemy wants to work in our lives is to get us to a place of prayerlessness where we're giving up on our prayers. One of the reasons why we give up on our prayers is because we're just not believing that anything's really going to change. So we think we just exist and live day to day. You know, we, we really begin, we begin to think this way, that we really don't have any power to change anything. So what's the sense of praying? I say, good morning, God, good afternoon, Lord, and good night. But the devil has gotten us to a place of prayerlessness where we have forgotten how powerful the prayers that we utter from our lips are. That the prayers that we pray ought to shake heaven, and they do shake heaven, because when you pray in the name of Jesus and you pray according to the word of God, that's why you need to be in the word so that you can begin to utter the word back to God because God has said it. He's already decided what he, what he wants. He's already decided what his will is. He's written it down in a book. And now when we get our face in the book and we begin to pray and believe and stand upon God's word, guess what? Things begin to change. If nothing's changing, it's maybe we're not praying right. If things aren't happening, maybe we're not believing right. You're going to see things change and you're going to see your warfare come to an end and you're going to see yourself conquering instead of being conquered. Then we must go back to the book and make sure that everything we're believing and everything we're saying and everything we're doing is lining up with the book and not lining up with what we think in our brains or what we learned some years ago in the religion that we practiced. Religion ain't going to get you anywhere. But we need that holy boldness, but our prayer life is connected to that holy boldness. The more we pray, the bolder we get. The more we pray in unity, the more boldness we're going to see happen and come out of our lives. The sin of prayerlessness will keep that boldness from really manifesting in our lives. The sin of prayerlessness, and this is where the enemy wants to get, he's got you thinking that, you know, you're, you know, some of the other things in your life are a greater sin, but I'm going to tell you what, that I believe that one of the greatest sins is prayerlessness. When we cease from praying, when we cease from praying powerful prayers in the presence of God, Lord, I, I just want to pray. I want to shake heaven right now. I don't like what's going on around me. I don't like what's going on in me. I don't like, you know, uh, this situation I'm in. I don't like this warfare that I'm faced with right now. I'm going to get before the the throne room of God and I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to just barrage heaven with my prayers, shaking heaven and shaking earth and shaking hell with my prayers. I'm going to tell you what, when we get down to pray, we've got to see it like when we pray that all heaven comes to attention 
every demon begins to come to attention. Everything begins to, to just shake and rattle and roll because the roar of faith from my heart is coming forth. Nothing's going to change if we don't pray. And, and nothing's going to change if we don't see and understand and perceive with everything within us that our prayers are powerful. And I'm, I, just, I just believe here tonight, and I just feel led of the Lord to say this, but I believe there's some here, we've prayed, maybe we've had some enduring warfare in our lives, and we've prayed, and what's happened is that because the warfare has been a little persistent, and because it's gone on for a little bit longer than we can, you know, we really like, or we really want, or we really think that it should, that, that our prayers are almost weakening now to a level or to a place where, you know, we're just, you know, praying a sort of, kind of, maybe, haphazardly, but I'm here to tell you today that your victory, your breakthrough, you're right at the brink of that victory. You're right at the brink of that breakthrough. Victory is just about to come. Listen, when the battle gets the hardest and the hottest is when we've got to push the most. And, and when, the, when, the, when the battle gets that, that, that heavy, that's when we must lift up our voice with a greater roar than anything we've ever had before. The sin of prayerlessness will defeat you. The sin of prayerlessness will keep you ineffective. The sin of prayerlessness will rob you of all of the blessings that you would want from God. When I come before God, when we come before God, we must come boldly through the throne of grace. We must come boldly like sons and daughters knowing that our God is for us and with us and not against us and not away from us. And we, we must be purpose. We must purpose in our heart. We must be so focused that we're not giving up this battle until we get the breakthrough. We're not quitting until the enemy quits and backs off from, from our, our face and backs off from, from this position. We're not quitting. We're not giving up. We're not giving in. We're not giving out. We're not giving up until we get the victory because the Bible says the victory is already ours through Jesus Christ. But my brother and sister, prayer is one of the weapons that you must use against the enemy. Barraging heaven, if you have to pray a hundred times a day, it's worth that healing. If you have to pray a hundred times a day, lifting up your voice, uh, hurling the word of God at the devil, it's worth that, that breakthrough. If it's worth having, it's worth fighting for. If it's worth having, it's worth enduring for. If it's worth having, it's worth doing what we know will get the job done. You know that the only thing that holds us back in some cases uh, for our breakthrough is prayerlessness. 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 I'm believing for a day that we will be, we will see prayers being lifted up and such power coming down. I, I remember reading some time ago about Smith Wigglesworth and it said one of the things about him and he was a very powerful man of God who lived about a hundred years ago or so. Very powerful man of God, maybe less than a hundred years ago, but a long time ago, maybe 80, died a bunch of years ago. But in his ministry, it was powerful. He had manifested healings and deliverances and all kinds of things, raised people from the dead. And this is all documented proofs. This is not just someone saying it without the documentation. There are a lot of people that say things that they can't prove. And when, the, when they're put to the test, they cannot bring the proof. People can say what they want to say, but don't tell me, show me. I want to see the proof. 
And Smith Wigglesworth, one of the one of the most astounding things about his life, it's been said about him that people sat in prayer meetings with him. And he began to pray in such a way, because he was a man of prayer, that power would fall upon that group of people and it said that conviction would fall upon the hearts of the people that people actually got on their bellies and crawled out of the room because of the power and the presence and the might of the Holy Ghost that was so convicting and so awesome that they could not stay in the presence of this man it was the presence of the Holy Spirit in the man but where does this power come from where does this uh, uh, demonstrated power of God come from it comes from the prayer life It comes from the prayer closet. The sin of prayerlessness will cut our power. The sin of prayerlessness will render us ineffective. The sin of prayerlessness will cause us to continue to walk in lack and insufficiency. But when we see the power of the prayer, when we see how powerful our prayer life is and the things that it can accomplish and the things it could do and will do, I'll tell you what, We're going to shake not only our lives, but we're going to be a testimony to those around us. All the world is waiting and looking, the Bible says, for the manifestation of the sons of God. And there have been many great teachings done on that particular verse, if you've ever read it, the manifestation of the sons of God. My firm belief is that we, we, we are the sons and the daughters of almighty God that the world is waiting to see. And watch the expression and the power and the awesome might of God come through. All creation is waiting in expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for us to rise up to a new level. I believe all eyes are upon us and I believe with everything I have within me that the the bolder we become, the bolder we, we pray, the bolder we live our lives, the bolder we witness, the bolder we go out and do the works of God and, and the bolder we live for Jesus, the more we're gonna see the power and the demonstration of the spirit and the things of God. We've been studying and looking at the book of Acts and we've seen the demonstration. You know, it's called the Acts of the Apostles, but it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit. But you see time and time again that these men of that day were just so turned on to Jesus and so fired up. I refuse to let anyone or anything or any circumstance or the devil himself doused my fire. And I'm telling you something, be aware and be wise and be on your guard because the enemy is coming in every way he can to douse your fire and to douse your enthusiasm and to kill your zeal. The devil is coming in every way possible. He is suggesting all kinds of things to people. You ought to hear the things that I'm hearing about. You ought to, you ought to see the things that I have witnessed in the lives of people. Good people, loving people, people who love God. The enemy comes in this day and hour because the the hour is at hand. Jesus could come back at any moment. Time is ticking away. We're living in, in, in prophecy is being revealed every single day. Do you think the things that are going on in the world right now are by accident? They are by the divine purpose and will of almighty God. Everything that's happening right now was in the plan of God and it is happening exactly the way God intended it for it to happen doesn't care who you vote for doesn't matter what's going on in the stock market doesn't matter what's going on in the world God is in control God is in control 
I believe with all of my heart that the sin of prayerlessness is what's keeping us from jumping to the next level with God. I I don't know how you feel about this or what you're thinking in your heart or how God is leading you, but I feel like, I feel like in my life, it's time, you know, it's been good where I've been and I've purposed to do my best, be my best, try my hardest to work for God and to fulfill his call in my life. But I feel like God is, is challenging me to jump to a new level. I believe that God is challenging all of us to come to a higher place. And the way it's going to happen is when we get serious about our faith and we get serious about the authority that we have in our lives. And I think one of the greatest things, one of the saddest things that's going on in the body of Christ right now is that there are churches, and you've heard me speak of this, and I don't condemn churches. Someone once sent me, sent me a, a note recently and said, Pastor, don't, don't put down other churches. I'm not putting down churches. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to raise up solid, firm believers that can know the difference between truth and a lie. Between God, what is of God and ordained of God, and what is not. You say, well, you know, if there's a church that's proclaiming Jesus, how could they be, you know, perpetrating a lie? Well, read your Bible. <laughs> read your, open your eyes. It just proves that you don't know the word. Jesus said, many will come. Many will say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy? Oh, they must have been the charismatic church or group or gathering. Did I not work miracles? Didn't I do all these things? And the answer Jesus said, get away from me. I don't even know who you are. I I want to freak you out, but you better open up your eyes, man. This stuff is serious. Don't you just believe everything that comes down the pike? Don't you just swallow everything hook, line, and sinker? It's time for us to get serious because there's an enemy out there that's trying with everything he has to draw you away from your walk with God. And one of the greatest things that he wants to do in our lives is to just get us to a place of compromise. Sleepiness, lethargy. One of the greatest places he wants to get, get us is, see, if he gets us into that neutral zone, he neutralizes us. When we get to that place where we're not praying like we once prayed, we're not believing like we once believed. Why? Because some things maybe didn't turn out the way we wanted them to turn out or things didn't happen the way we thought they should happen, or maybe we've had a couple of what we consider failures in our lives. So, so the enemy will play on that in our lives to cause us to move to a neutral zone where we're not really, you know, we're not really turning our back on the Lord. We believe God, we're paying our tithe, and we're coming to church, but we're not, on the other hand, as bold with the things of God and our prayers and what we believe as we were at one time. So he brings us to this neutral zone where he's got us, you know, inoculated with this sleeping potion, so to speak. And that's why the Bible says, awake, rise up, shake yourselves up, stir yourselves up. Over and over and over again, you see these 
inferences from the Bible, these references from the Bible. Stir yourself, shake yourself, be aware, don't be asleep, stand firm, stand tall, stand tough, because there's an enemy who is out there prowling around as a roaring lion, seeking who may be devour. And you see, it's not always where he's going to come to try to chew you up or gum you to death. He just inoculate you and get you into the sleepy zone. Get you into the lethargy, 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 lethargy zone where you are half asleep. We need to get the boldness back in our lives to dare to believe, to dare to do, to put our, 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 our faith where our mouth is and to stand our ground and to with all boldness stand against every attack of the enemy, every challenge that becomes comes before our lives, every fear that wants to bring us down, every temptation that wants to attach itself to us, we must come back to the place of boldness where we fearlessly stand upon the word of God in power and in faith and in strength, believing that when we come, we come to a God of mercy and we come boldly and we begin to see things happen. Ooh, glory to God. We need to get the boldness back into our life. The sin of prayerlessness. God is been dealing with me in this issue. Not that I have been prayerless, but you know, sometimes our prayer life can become mundane, mechanical, a chore. Sometimes fear can come in because we're afraid to pray for something because we're afraid that it may not turn out the way we pray it or the way we ask it. So because of that fear, that overriding fear in our lives, what happens is that we weaken our prayer position and, you know, we get again into a neutral zone and we, that's where these, these, these ideas, well, whatever, whatever God wants, whatever his will is, that's a cop-out. I said, that's a cop-out. You better know what God's will is. And if you know it's God's will, then you have a right to come boldly before the throne of grace and to stand upon what God has already declared in his word. Am I preaching to anybody here? Damn, I just preach it to myself. The sin of prayerlessness. I'm believing that in this house, miracles, but not miracles because you come up and I lay hands on you or the elders lay hands on you. Thank God for those miracles. But I'm believing for the miracles that you will bring, the testimonies that you will bring to the church of the prayers you prayed in faith, believing and standing your ground and how God came in mighty manifestation and gave you the breakthrough and gave you what you needed and gave you what you asked for because you stood as a soldier, as a believer, as a son or and a daughter of the most high, most high God, believing and trusting. I'm believing with all of my heart that there are going to be some bold prayers that are going to stand their ground. Even in the time of temptation to quit, to give in, to give in to the flesh. Let me tell you what, you'll have no conquering power over the flesh if you don't have a prayer life. Prayer is what keeps you connected to the Holy Ghost. Prayer is what keeps you connected to the power source. Prayer is what keeps you straight and in the spirit and not walking after the flesh. You cannot cause yourself to not walk in the flesh. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.